0: Hey, what's up? Hello, welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me.
1: And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla.
2: I'm demisexual panromantic Zane on behalf of Replace the Media Campaign. Hi.
0: Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand.
1: On today's episode, asexual representation. Sounds, Sounds fake, fake, but, but okay. okay.
0: welcome back to the pod
1: milky way oh that's a choice i was gonna do milkshake but i've already done that so i was like what else starts with milk
2: i'm mildly confused
1: this is a terrible segment that (laughs) terrible way we do just i think it's funny when you like you know how it's like milady. But yes. then you do it with other words that start with M and it yes. started as a joke and we still do it when we have guests on, which I think is Sarah's way of torturing me because it makes me embarrassed about my own bit that Sarah hates. It makes <laughs> me look stupid. And You've never told me that you you've never told me that you don't want to do it when guests are on, so I mean I don't, but also I feel like if I don't do it that the listeners will get mad at me. <laughs> because they love it now. And it's just, like, my fault at this point. Would you say it's my fault? No. Okay. And I'd like you to go away. And I guess okay. we should start the podcast now.
0: Yeah, let's do that now. Kayla, what are we talking about this week?
1: This week is our final episode of August, even though we're still going to have guests on throughout the months. But August is almost over. But anyway, our last guest is Zayn who is from the Replace the Media campaign. So we're going to be talking about media and ace representation in the media and erasure and all of that stuff today. Wonderful.
0: Um, Zane, do you want to just start us out by uh, telling us a bit about the campaign?
2: Yeah, of course. And you,
0: obviously. Yes, we also care about you.
2: Yeah, that features it. (laughs) Um, So... The campaign kind of started off as a mini project I was going to do on my own because I was, well, I was working on a story about an ace siren and I got really frustrated because there's not a lot of ace characters in the media, be that writing, be that shows, anything really. There isn't even ace specific music because everything is so focused on sexuality or romance and all of that. So... The point of the campaign is to kind of give us that representation that we don't get from the world. So kind of reclaiming our space in the media, which is why it's replace the media. Um, also because I love a good pun. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you have had the same experience, but most of the aspect people I've spoken to kind of grow up with this feeling like they're broken. Because everything in the media or even just, you know, when you go to school and everyone's talking about crushes and everyone's talking about attraction, sex and all of that and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to lie about this random person I have a crush on because I feel weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so the point of the campaign is to essentially make sure that aces who are still in the closet or people who haven't figured out that they're ace or ace spec in any way feel welcome to the community. So they know that this is a thing that exists and that's valid. But it's not just to offer that kind of support. It's also to, you know, bring attention to our community for people beyond. Because I think ace representation really, really helps with other aspects of society as well. Like not just for making sure that people know we exist and we're here and how they should you know respect us and our identity but i think with how heavy the focus is on sex and the whole concept of sex cells it leads to a lot of issues in society such as like rape culture or over sexualization of underage teens and stuff like that and i think that inherently stems from this concept of how sex is natural and it's something that you need to go for. So it- I'm basically just rambling now, um, <laughs> but that's the- No, it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. like the general <laughs> idea behind it. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think it would be a lot better for everyone, whether ace or not, if we looked at things as a society more through a bit of an ace lens because everything's so- sex, you must do it, you must have it, you must have a good time you know, that's yeah. sort okay, of and it's just not
1: necessary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just having the option, having the option for, like, younger kids to, like, grow up and realize that, like, you don't need to be super sexual or romantic if you don't want to, like, it's kind of like the idea of, like, giving representation to, like, gay or bi kids to be like, oh, it's not just, like, a man and a woman, like, you can grow up from a young age understanding that instead of having to, like, when you're older, have this giant, like, oh, my God, like, aha moment where, like, now everything you thought you knew was, like, broken and gone. Like, it would just be so much easier if we started
2: Absolutely. from the beginning. Because it's when, you know, there's a lot of work being done about sex education and things like that, and you're including queer aspects into it, and I'm so, so happy they're doing that. But no one really talks about asexuality in that context. And most of the sex education Mm -hmm. talks do go as in, this is important, this is natural, you need to have sex, be safe. That's sort of what it's focused on. No one really talks about, hey, there's the flip side where you don't really need to do it and that's perfectly normal. And you see, that's not what happens, especially when they portray, you know, the trope of the nerdy boy who's, never been with someone and everyone ridicules him for being a virgin I think that inherently stems from Mm. the same principle because you're pressuring kids into having sex because they're seen as you know outcasts if they don't do that and then
0: once the kid has sex he's he's cool he's like a he's popular now it's like oh okay well
1: (laughs) yeah I don't really get that yeah I feel like sex ed is sex is weird i was telling this sarah texted me like two days ago and was like everyone says that sex is like really beautiful but like it's not like objectively objectively not it's like objectively two people like throwing their bodies at each other being sweaty and making like weird noises the noise is what really gets me it's the Uh noises (laughs) how is that beautiful It's not. I told Sarah, I was like, as someone who has sex, it's not.
2: See, for me, for me, it's the body fluids. Okay, so, little thing about me. I didn't know people used fanfiction to masturbate until, like, last year. <laughs> oh,
1: no. I'm oh no! Turning
2: 22 this year. Um, and I found out while I was at uni, and it just completely blew my mind. But, you know, there's, like cliches in you know M-rated fan fiction where they talk about being wet and cum and all of those it just mm, no it just makes me it's shatter. a lot I of can't. fluids it's like it's sweat
1: and it's probably some spit and like I mean that's like And then people are like, yeah, this is like really cool and sexy. And it's like, but if we really think about it, like, it's kind of really ugly and gross. And everyone's disgusting, including (laughs) me. And you can enjoy
0: it and have a great time and still acknowledge that it is not beautiful.
1: No, that's what I'm someone who has a partner and I have sex. And let me tell you a
2: thing. It's I enjoy it, but it's fucking disgusting. I hate it. See, but that's the thing. I, I feel like there's this idea of how you need to like every aspect of it. And you don't. Like, you can like the pleasure mm-hmm. side of it, but you can also choose to, you know, not like the sweat or the sounds or the fluids or whatever. <laughs> you don't need to like the entire experience. Yeah. But what also really pisses me off is the way people kind of, talk about sex and think about it because i'm sure you might have seen other people address this but not having sex means you're immature because you're not ready for society or whatever and it just makes absolutely no sense because i I don't understand how sex has anything to do with maturity
1: yeah it's like just an activity well
0: and there are plenty of people who have sex who are immature.
2: And, yeah. you know oh,
0: Pretty much everyone, probably Well, yeah, but, like, even just, like, young kids Like, they'll be like, I'm, you know I did something stupid And now I'm pregnant And it's like, I, I would say that's not a super mature behavior If you're not ready for that in your life But somehow sex makes you mature Or I think I think even more so the inverse is true That not having sex makes you immature And it's like, well, that doesn't Yeah
1: uh, How? <laughs> yeah I think, like, the big thing overall is that people just, like, don't realize that not having a sex, not having a sex, not not having sex is, like, an option. Like, in sex ed, like, we were talking about the way they talk about it is, like, you're all going to want to have sex, and that's, like, you all need to be careful, you're going to get pregnant, and so they either teach celibacy, which is stupid, or they do the correct thing and teach, like, safe sex, which is great, you should teach safe sex, but the idea that we're all growing up with the idea of, like, oh, your three-year-old daughter's really pretty. She's going to get in trouble one day. Or, like, you're 15 and you're in sex ed, you nasty person. And it's like, what if I'm not nasty? Yeah, but like, it's just put on us through sex ed or the media. Like, every teen drama, everyone is fucking all the time. So it's just like, oh, I guess this is, like, what we do. Like, there's very rarely a character who's a teenager and, like, doesn't have sex and isn't sad about it. It's like, somehow that's the whole plot. It's like, woe is me, I don't have a boyfriend or I'm not having sex. It's like, well, that it's fine. Like, go play video games. I don't care. Yeah. Like, stop. <laughs> you, get a Slurpee. <laughs> like, it's just very wild.
2: I know um, they had an ace character on sex education recently, which... Mm-hmm. I was extremely happy about, even though it didn't have as much attention or focus, but I was like, yes, someone acknowledged it, it's there, it exists, Mm. which I feel like is really important, especially, you know, when you're young and you're growing up trying to figure out who you are, and no one really talks about asexuality, even within the queer community, because we get a lot of hate, and I know my... Mm coming out stories, basically people telling me, you know, oh no, you're not straight, you're bi. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it went to pan. And then I was like, "I, I don't understand what the difference is. And I was venting to an online friend of mine on Tumblr. And I sent her about 80 messages. And the only thing she replied with was no. And I was like, what? And her response was, no, you're ace. And I was like, oh wait, yeah, that makes sense. Because the reason I couldn't stick with any one identity was because I was like, but it's still sexuality. And I, I just couldn't connect the dots in my head.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if yeah. we had more representation, you might have been able to do that without sending your friend 80 <laughs> messages and having them just respond with no. <laughs> yeah. I think That's something the- you would do to me, Sarah yeah just say no (laughs) um i i do think especially with like sex education that as a specific example i think it's very powerful to have it on that show because on one hand that may be a show that a lot of people who do identify as ace already may not be comfortable watching depending on where they fall on the you know sex positive to sex repulsed spectrum but i think it is really good just generally like it's that I mean that show it's called sex education like it's you know it's explicitly about like you know teenagers coming into their own and their sexualities and that sort of thing and so the fact that asexuality was specifically highlighted um
2: matters yeah what i absolutely loved about that episode even though we didn't have a lot of focus on it is how the person goes to otis first who's kind of like you know giving Sex advice to students, and she tries to explain it to him. And he's like, No, it's okay, you'll feel it eventually. And he completely, you know, basically tells her what society tells all of us. And then later on, his mom's like, No, this is a thing that exists. You're very valid. (laughs) Which was, I think, really, really important because it presents a parallel where you're like, Okay, this is what, you know, people or society say on a regular basis but that's wrong and then there's this thing and this is valid and this is an identity you can claim and it's just oh it was such a small scene but it made me so happy
1: (laughs) yeah and i think it's good that it like wasn't perfect from the beginning it's not like He went to Otis and was like, this is what I'm feeling. And Otis was like, oh, you're ace. And that's like super dope. And that was the end because that's like not what happens in the real world. So to be able to show like, oh, there is a misunderstanding. Let's all like learn about that and the process that people go to. It makes it a lot more realistic, I feel
0: like. And Otis, who is a well-intentioned character, like, you know. Yeah, it's not like he was
2: being like
1: a dick on purpose. He just didn't know. Ignorant. Yeah,
2: which is what most of
1: us. Do you have like a, other than sex ed, do you have like a favorite like media representation of asexuality, either like that they're canon ace or like that you had canon that it's just like was a huge thing or like a big moment for you? Oh,
2: I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I remember this was several years ago and I for the life of me can't remember what it was called, but I was reading a manhwa and it was I think a boys love Manuel, but then there was this one character who was like childhood best friends with the protagonist. And I had this headcanon whilst reading the entire story that he's ace. And then towards I think the last chapters of that particular series they revealed that he actually is ace and I have never been happier. Oh my God. I think that was my first instance of someone actually admitting this is a thing and I was reading it and I was like oh my goodness this is amazing especially because it was you know Asian produced content where we don't generally talk about sex as it is much less you know the concept of asexuality because I know this is something I've discussed with um, friends of mine in India and Pakistan and it's this concept of oh you're not allowed to want it when you're little but then when you get married when you get older it's a thing you'll start wanting so even though it's taboo to talk about it yeah which again just leads into this whole concept of you'll want it when you mature kind of like a trapped cycle of sorts um what about you guys do you have any head canons or representations you really like
0: I will go first because I think my- <laughs> Kayla, I think, knows what I'm about to say. Kat- yeah, but it's also mine. So- <laughs> oh, too no, bad. never mind. Okay. No, I have two, and the second oh, one no, is no, don't be take yours. both. We're going to have to
1: come up with something. Too bad. <laughs> I don't want to.
0: <laughs> um, Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games could not be more Arrow Ace to me. Yeah, well, because I- my experience with that was I uh, – I read that before I knew what asexuality was, and so I didn't have uh, I didn't have the uh, vocabulary for it, but I remember reading it and being like, you know, obviously she's not in love with either of them. She loves both Gail and PETA, but, like, she's not in love. Like, she's just not capable of that. And, like, that was what my brain told me, even though I didn't have the vocabulary for it. And now I'm like, she's totally nervous. <laughs> I recently
1: rewatched both the first movie and the last movie actually um and rewatching the first movie especially it was like after we had done an episode with another podcast like specifically about katniss so we'd like yeah. talked about it and thought about it a lot and then i rewatched the first movie and i was like jesus christ like the way she talks about things and like Sarah sent me some quotes from the book about her being like, "Wow, Pete is like really good at faking this whole like love thing. Like that's crazy. Like she didn't even realize he had a crush. Like that's how fucking Ace and Arrow she was. Like I, wild."
0: I recently reread part of the second book because I'm apparently a masochist, and I was like, "It seems like it lines up with where the United States is right now." Um, oh God! And I just, I just kept like. Every time there was, like, an Arrow Ace Katniss, like, quote, I would just take a picture of it and send it to Kayla and I would look.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so wild. There's so much in there. That's adorable. All right, Kayla, I
0: I won't say the second one. What is yours?
1: Okay, well, we can share it because I know it's yours, too, is Joe March from the 2019 adaptation of Little Women.
2: Oh, I haven't seen it.
1: We did a whole episode about it oh my god you have to oh my god it's so good i cried sarah (laughs) and i both saw it separately which was sad it's like also i think like the first movie i went and saw by myself wild um but we both like sobbed the whole time because she's not like obviously like out as arrow ace like it's set way back in the day when you know being gay and being ace was like not a thing but just like Especially in that adaptation of the movie, the way that she talks about things and her relationships and the fact that in this adaptation of the movie she doesn't end up marrying a stupid man for no reason. Um, or it's or it's, it's unclear like, whether
0: she does or not.
1: Like it's she definitely does. Well not. yeah, but like basically
0: <laughs> not to spoil the whole movie, but to be fair, the book's been out for a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically the way it's the way it's represented in the book is in the end she marries this guy for love or whatever but in this random
1: dude too who came out of fucking nowhere it's ridiculous
0: um but in the way it's presented in the movie is because i mean the whole point of the movie is that like she's telling the story about her family and her childhood and she's trying to get the book published right it's like a biography yeah or kind of and uh so when she's talking to the publisher the publisher's like no she needs to marry the guy in the end and she was like why and he's like well she has to like she either has to marry a man or she has to die (laughs) and um and she was like all right fine but i'm only doing it like for the money like to get it published like (laughs) that was basically her reasoning
1: and i was like i respect that
0: girl (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah like so this adaptation of the movie it like shows the real life of this character and right up against like the real life she's portraying in the book so they show this scene where she like goes to this guy in the rain and they fall in love and you're like oh this is so annoying and then all of a sudden she's in the publishing house and she's like yeah so like that's how the book ends i guess and you're like oh thank god that wasn't real <laughs> But she has like this whole speech about like feeling alone and like not feeling like everyone else and like this whole very, very arrow speech and I sobbed. I cried subbed. for the
0: entire movie because I was like, That's me, me, I that's exactly what my experience <laughs> is. Cause she has a conversation it's so good. with her sister when her sister's getting married and she's like, I don't like I don't want you to get married, like we can just run away and her sister's like, But but I want
1: to get married. She, she, like, she, doesn't she, understand like, the concept she, of someone she, else get, wanting to get married. <laughs> it's the most arrow based thing in the world. It's so good.
2: I mean, you get married for tax benefits, and you get, like, true. free cuddles. It's great. <laughs>
1: That's so true.
0: Taxes, cuddles. That's it.
2: Married yeah, for no other purpose. Uh, no. <laughs> so I, I have a joke with one of my friends where... She just keeps saying we should get married for exactly those reasons. Yeah, when we say friends with benefits, we mean something completely different. I mean, I, like I want cookies. Taxes. I don't know what you're talking about. yeah, the the,
0: the benefit
2: is friendship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> friends with the added benefit of also being friends. That's it. <laughs> That's
2: it. Yeah. It's, you know, super extra magical friends. It's great all you can ask for really <laughs> that's actually how i define queer platonic relationships as super magical do-it-yourself relationships
1: i mean like basically
2: yeah <laughs> they're
0: great you're not wrong oh man okay well now I' just gotten distracted thinking about little women <laughs> <laughs>
2: um there's this character um, I I put up a story last night about you know people having specific characters that they like or they headcanon and a few people mentioned oh what's her name Jessica rabbit mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm Uh So I wanted to see what you guys thought about it, because I actually got into a conversation with someone about it, and they had some really interesting views, which I think feeds into the kind of themes we wanted to talk about. But I want to hear your opinions first.
1: I actually watched the movie that Jessica Rabbit is originally from a couple months ago it's like this very weird 80s movie that's like a mix of cartoon characters and like actual human beings and it's like the whole plot it makes no fucking sense like whoever wrote the movie was like on something but when i was watching it i remembered that i'd heard people talking about jessica rabbit as ace so i was very interested in it and i like i do kind of get it because she's portrayed as like a very sexual character like huge tits ass everywhere (laughs) and then she's like accused of having an affair with some guy but i think really she was like backstabbing him or something like she wasn't actually having an affair and she's married to some like real ugly dude um but like the way that she kind of like talks about her relationship with her husband or whoever is just like very not sexual at all like she was like no like i wasn't having an affair with him like weird, gross of you I to assume. I was trying
0: to stab him in the back. <laughs> yeah, and then she, like,
1: I feel, even the relationship I feel like she has with her actual partner, like, doesn't come across as that sexual. She's just, like, looks like a sexual person and uses that to her advantage of, like, yeah, I know I'm sexy looking, so I'm gonna, like, get you to do it like, what you want, or what I want, but, like, I don't actually want any of this. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think the I'm not as informed on the Jessica Rabbit situation, but I, I've got the gist. Um, <laughs> and I think it's definitely, like, a case of, like, uh, reclaiming, like, dude, you can look as hot or as sexualized. I mean, obviously, in this case, it was probably men who were drawing her. So, like, you know, <laughs> that's that's a thing. Yeah. But, like, you know, you can look however you want, and you can still be a-spec. Like, there are no rules uh, Which I know is a lot of the the lash pack that people like Yasmin Benoit have gotten, where, you know, like, she's a lingerie model, and people are like, well, you can't be ace, you're just for attention. It's like, no, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, it doesn't matter. I do think it's
1: like, it is a great opportunity to reclaim... Jessica Rabbit. So many people see her as, like, the most sexual cartoon character. Like, super sexual weird men are, like, so hot. I love this cartoon. Which, first of all, like, weird. She's a <laughs> rabbit cartoon. Weird. Not that I've see, but not that I've never been attracted to, like, a cartoon character. Some of them are hot. But anyway, I do think it's like Sarah's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I do, like, i think sarah's right that it's like a good opportunity for us to be like no i i want that and it's actually not that sexual so fuck you but not really because no thanks
2: yeah that's actually what i got into um with the user on instagram about because we were talking about it because they mentioned that it's one of their favorite representations but they feel iffy about it because she's overly sexualized as a character and that comes with like Other issues that I'll go into later, but I really, really like the fact that she's portrayed that way as, like, this super attractive, super, you know, oh, what's the word? I'm just going to go with sexual because I can't remember (laughs) the proper word. Oh, my gosh. Yes, they are. But it's, you know, this concept of if you're asexual, you don't really care about what you look like or what you do around people because that's like I've seen a lot of shows where there's this really annoying trope of people who don't take care of themselves or are just really lazy being compared to like people who are asexual like that's just the butt of the joke and Mm. it's so infuriating because the way you look has nothing to do with what kind of attraction you experience Mm. so it's the fact that, you know, a character that's really popular is presented in a really sexualized way is like, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want it. And it's perfectly valid. Like, just because we're ace doesn't mean we can't look sexy.
0: Yeah. It's like, I, that. I, I feel like a lot of the representation of like, not not representation of asexuality but representation that asexuality or like characters that asexuality is kind of thrust upon by the non-ace community are always you know it's like oh this is just a guy who lives in his parents basement and he doesn't take care of himself and it's like he's like not cute and it's like okay he could be ace but he could also be like a super hot popular kid and also be ace like there, there is no rhyme or reason and I think that's part of the reason why things like the this is what asexual looks like hashtag like has been important in you know Making clear that aces look like all sorts of things. Like I don't necessarily look like an ace person because what the fuck does an ace person? No, so you look, look like? like a gay person. Too. I yeah. look like I look. <laughs> you dress. You dress so gay. <laughs> I give. I give off gay vibes. Um, but like, you know, it's important to see that like we we look like human people. Like it's 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 not like there's a certain way to. to uh, to be ace or to present aceness
1: and i feel like that's even a big thing for people who like are ace and are in the community like i feel like i have this implicit bias that i grew up with that like oh yeah, like, if someone was ace or doesn't like sex, then probably someone doesn't want to have sex with them and they're ugly. Like, that's an unfortunate stereotype that I grew up with, like, drilled into my head. Like, oh, and you're even ace I'm, like,
0: because no one wants yeah. to have sex with you. You're just an incel and that makes you ace. Like, what?
1: Yeah. Or, like, the idea that, what? you know, you need to, like, dress for other people, so if you don't want to have sex, you're probably, like, not gonna look good. Like, as much as i'm in this community i can admit that like that's still a bias that i find myself having so sometimes i'll like see pictures of people that are ace or like look through the this is what asexual looks like hashtag and i'm like unfortunately surprised when people are attractive like i'll find myself in my mind going like oh and then it's like what the fuck why did i just like think that (laughs) like even like being asexual this is just so ingrained in our mind and it's just so stupid
2: Yeah, there's this um, thing I read years and years ago, which was how when we see something and our immediate response is something negative that we then backtrack on, it's because our first response is what's been conditioned into us, which is absolutely terrifying because it's not even that we're being prejudiced against other people. We have the same prejudice within our community, which is so fucked up. It, It reminds me of this conversation I had with someone Um, this really weird guy um, was hitting on me and was trying to, you know, ask me back to his place or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm ace. And his response was, what a shame, maybe you haven't found the right person yet. And it's, there's countless stories like that, of people saying that to people. And it's like, I don't need to have sex to know I don't want it. Like It's also like,
1: the fact of saying, like, what a shame. Like, I've seen people say that to Yasmin or other people online, like, oh, but you look attractive, like, what a waste of your attractiveness. And it's like, well, I can use this for other things, or I could not <laughs> use it at all and just be hot for no reason. Like, it's not a yeah, waste. Yeah, exactly.
0: are you're, you're not attractive to attract other people necessarily. I mean, like, genetically in terms of like you know evolution maybe but like in terms of the way the way we live our lives here in the 21st century like it's it there's it, uh, mm. uh,
2: stupid yeah, stupid mood
1: <laughs> oh, it also reminds me kind of going back of like asexuality being thrust upon characters it kind of reminds me of like the whole Sheldon Cooper situation and like Amy whoever his like girlfriend was on the show Mm. like they for the whole show it's kind of like oh he doesn't like sex Amy doesn't like sex they're both very sex averse but also they are probably like on the autism spectrum and it's like never really talked about but it's like oh he's this nerd and like so he's, like, asexual, and who would want to have sex with him anyway? And it's just, like, this very, like, complicated and, like, not great representation of someone who, like, he might be asexual completely, but, like, wrapping it up with his, like, probably being autistic, mm-hmm. and that he's, like, a nerd that's, like, maybe not cute. It's, like, this whole, it's just so messy. It's it
0: It all gets wrapped up in, like, disability and with, like, you know, just generally people who are non-neurotypical and it's like, well, you know, if, if you're asexual, you must be those things. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being those things and you can be those things and also be asexual. But being those things doesn't make you asexual and being asexual doesn't make you those things. Like, there, there's not a correlation here, uh, but people yeah. like to yeah. kind of put one on it.
2: What really kind of annoys me is how they're still mental health professionals who look at asexuality as if it's something wrong with the person. And it's absolutely insane because you also see a lot of discourse within the queer community about how aces don't really experience any form of prejudice or whatever the heck. That's a different problem. But it's, I feel like everyone just sort of forgets that asexuality wasn't removed from the DSM as a mental disorder until about 2013. And there's still a lot of people who believe that it's you know something gone wrong in one of Freud's psychosexual stages of development. Which by the way, are complete bullshit. But that's true.
0: <laughs> Even on the topic of like uh, it being removed, quote-unquote, from the DSM, it's still just in there as, like, a, um... It's, like, there's the asexual exception. It's, like, well, you could have this, unless you're asexual. And it's, like, well, who decides that? Like, And, like, who... what if
1: I don't even know what asexuality is, so I can't identify that I'm part of that exception? It's so...
0: Yeah. It's so
1: stupid.
0: And, like, you, you may be a person who is not asexual, who is experiencing, like, you know a lack of sexual whatever for other reasons but like that doesn't mean that it's a a problem or something that needs
1: to be fixed yeah just
2: people
0: everyone has different oh. levels of whatever
1: Yeah, it just it makes me wish that like representations like Sheldon would be more like explicit because if they had said like yes he is asexual and he is like on the autism spectrum he can be both and it's fine, instead of making it like constantly the butt of jokes like that could have been really good but instead they were like well we're gonna make fun of him for probably being autistic and for probably being asexual and then in the end he's gonna have sex and like it anyway and we're just gonna change it it's like well but
2: what yeah it i I hate that trope of like okay this person show absolutely no interest but then meet someone and magically they're like ah, yes this is what i want because it feeds into the narrative of you haven't found the right person yet and
0: sure that person might be like gray or you know one of the umbrella sexualities where that that does happen but we we shouldn't ever assume that that is what's going to happen like that's yeah. I, I identify as aromantic, asexual, you you can't just throw a person at me and be like, oh, this person will fix you. It's like, ah, uh, uh, no, for starters. Second of all, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> like, I think the problem starts from the idea that it is something that needs to be fixed, because, mm-hmm. no, it's perfectly normal and it's perfectly fine. It's not something that's...
0: Zayn had to step out for a second. That's why there's a weird
1: pause here. Okay, Bye. What were we talking about?
0: I don't know, but while you were gone, Kayla started talking about dump truck asses. So, like, I...
1: I didn't. Not really. <laughs> I didn't really. There's this meme about how every mom in Pixar has a dump truck ass, and me and my boyfriend think the meme is funny, and so he just texted me about how he was thinking about <laughs> dump truck ass, and that's it. Really. That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that's that's all there is. With the
2: height of romance. Yeah, you know, this is just romantic. <laughs> this is it.
0: Yeah, that's the update from uh, some aloes over there. Yeah, that's thank the aloe update. Thank you for for the the alo
1: update <laughs> <laughs> should really be a regular, regular <laughs> segment. Just really a cute. short update: what the aloes are up to and why we are not them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Anyway, <laughs> where were we? That is a great question.
1: What are your... I am just going to switch the topic. Do you have any thoughts about the whole, like, Riverdale Jughead situation? Because I know, like, a lot of people are pretty pissed about it, and I don't know much about it, because I don't watch it, and I didn't read it. But do you have any thoughts?
2: Um, Yeah, so I did read the comics ages ago, so I don't remember. Actually reading about it in detail or comprehending it the same way because this was before I was like, oh, hey, this is a thing. Um But then when the show came out and I actually recently binged it because lockdown Um and it did really frustrate me because again, it it's just the concept of it's something that they thought they could erase that it's not important to his character and it's not just that they didn't mention that he's, you know, aromantic, asexual. It's They completely changed his character. Like, he's shown to have a very sexual relationship, and he's just very romantic and things like that. And obviously, it's a whole spectrum, and people can still be on it. But the way it's portrayed in the show, just you wouldn't think it's someone who is Arrow Ace at all. And it's honestly really frustrating and upsetting. And I think the only reason they kind of went with that is so they could pair him up with Betty because, what are the names? Archie and Veronica had to end up together. And again, it's because they're like, oh, sex sells. This is something that the public wants. And it's like, yeah, but what about the rest of us who don't want that? Like, we're important too.
0: Yeah, and, like, for me as someone who, like, I technically work in Hollywood as an assistant, but someone who's trying to become a writer in Hollywood, like, I, I understand why they did that, because, like, it makes it easier on them story-wise. Like, oh, you can just pair them up with Betty, like, you know, all good. But, like, easier doesn't mean better, and I think no, like a it's lot like- of, there's there's a lot of ace erasure or just like not even considering including ace characters because it's like well that makes it less interesting because they they don't have romantic sexual relationships whatever and it's like well first of all you're downplaying the importance of platonic relationships because those can be just as interesting and also like. Who the fuck cares? Like, I mean, you can still get really interesting relationships and really interesting storylines from these characters even if they're not having sex with someone.
1: It's just, I feel like a lot of it is, like, laziness. Like, the writers are like, oh, well, we know how to write romance and sex and it's just, it's easier than thinking of something else. So we'll just, like, throw the characters together and call it a day. And, and you could like, well, still that's like, you're not a good writer then, probably. You
0: could still have those characters yeah. have sex even if they are ace because they might be sex positive. Like, it's, it's not completely, like, exclusionary.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's something that a lot of people don't like acknowledging is, in essence, what asexuality is. It's the lack of sexual attraction. And sexual attraction and sexual action are two different things. Like, I will probably spend the rest of my life screaming attraction, not action at as many people who will listen to me because there's a reason we call it a spectrum. There's so many identities. You have like the major ones, like gray ace or demisexual or just, you know, asexual, but there's so many identities in between. And there's also people who probably fall somewhere on the spectrum that we don't have a word for as of yet. And it's, you know, perfectly fine and valid. Like, you don't really need a sexual relationship to make things interesting if you don't know how to write it you could always write a sex positive character it's still a start you could write them as having one night stands or you could write it as oh hey this is a character who felt like it and then changed their mind and it's Mm. you know it doesn't just give us representation it also features into other themes and topics like okay respecting if a person wants to stop in the middle of sex because They're revoking their consent and things like that. But it's, you know, like Kayla said, it's just pure laziness. They just don't want to write these characters. That's why we have so many tropes, because it's difficult to write, like, three-dimensional characters. It's just easy to be like, okay, we're going to go with this cliche idea of, you know, this character who has these issues and that's why they have sex, blah, blah, blah. But it's, damn it, that's why we need more ace writers. Like, you you need to bring asexuality to Hollywood. We're counting best. on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, and that's, the thing with with me too, is that, like, I I don't want to write specifically about asexuality, but I am going to put ace characters in everything I do. And whether that's, like, explicitly, like, it's talked about or whether it's just, like, in my head, it's like, I know, and I'm writing them this way, and this is this is how it's gonna be. Um, and, like, it's important, like, yes, it's important to have characters about being A-spec, like, stories about being A-spec and that sort of thing, but it's also important to just have A-spec people in other stories and just have it be... Like, not have it be the whole plot. Yeah, have it just be a part of them in the same way that, you know, straight people in, in TV and movies and books and that sort of stuff, like, relationship aspect is just a part of them. It's not necessarily the whole story. Not everything has to be a romantic comedy. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's, again, it's really lazy writing because they're like, hey, there's this, you know, time span we need to fill somehow, and it's like, oh, you know, they just get horny, and that's it. Like, it's... Horny on main. (laughs) basically everyone i was just gonna
1: going back to what sarah was saying about like it doesn't have to be like the main plot of the story like i'm just very excited when we finally get to a time where it's like we have enough representation and there's enough stories about asexuality that it's like okay for it to like not be a huge plot point or for it to just be like a random character like I feel like that's somehow even more powerful to like be an ace person and be like reading some random book and all of a sudden like some character is ace back and you're like oh my god like this isn't a big deal to the story necessarily this is just like very natural no one made a big deal out of it but like it's a very big deal to me and like because it's portrayed that way it makes it just seem completely normal and like just part of this world it
2: normalizes it's it just for like, everyone else yeah I just want yeah, but that one of that's one of the things I really liked about the manhwa I mentioned earlier. I'm going to spend all night trying to look for it. Um, <laughs> but it it was in the last chapters. This was like the protagonist's childhood best friend. And he just randomly mentions it in passing. And the protagonist like, oh, wait, is that what that means? And he's like, yeah, cool. And that's it. And then they move on to other conversation. And it was just it was so nice and casual and all of the little things I thought I was imagining in my head throughout the story were actually there and they actually meant that. Mm -hmm. And it's great because you have representation and it matters. And I feel like when people are like, oh, here, this is a character. We're giving you representation. That's not representation. That's just tokenism because you're not developing the character. You're not giving them any importance beyond, okay, there's this one character we have said they're A Spec. You don't know anything else about them, but they're there, so we've done our part
0: This is the A spec character. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. It's 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 nice when the when the breadcrumbs actually take you somewhere. Rather than just the <laughs> breadcrumbs just to be like, Oh yeah, we have the representation in here, so all you A Spec people should like buy this or watch this or whatever and then it's like, No, that led me nowhere. You would just put some little things in there that are still palatable to aloes and it's like well no that's not how it should be
2: yeah it sorry this is like going way way back but i just remembered because um, i wanted to mention this when we were talking about um jessica rabbit and you know people who are ace can still be sexualized and stuff something i noticed with our campaign is um, when we were discussing content and one of the things we are doing um, in reclaiming media is redrawing comics or scenes from movies and stuff to you know, show them in more of an a positive light and one of our artists Saffron, who's such a blessing, they're adorable <laughs> um, <laughs> they've been doing redraws of comic book characters like Starfire and Poison Ivy, and their focus is about how all of these characters are like very, very sexualized in their costumes and things like that. And a few nights ago, we actually got into this conversation about how most female characters in comics or graphic novels are drawn the same way and have the same kind of costume, which is just anything that's overtly revealing. And so what they're doing is redrawing them in a way where it shows, like, more natural outfits or outfits that complement whatever, you know, ability Mm -hmm. they have. And it just really got me thinking, because it's really, really true. And as part of, you know, the campaign, because we want to help all of society as well, it's because sex has been established are so necessary in our society that we feel the need to sexualize every single character like you mm. see freaking fish with boobs just because the world's <laughs> like no this is a man and this is a woman and this is how it should be yeah. no they're fish yeah fish don't like bo- it makes absolutely no sense
0: <laughs> why did Taylor Swift in the movie cats have boobs if if you're That's gonna that. give her boobs give her they eight boobs wild. because she's a cat <laughs>
2: <laughs> like i wild. haven't seen cats
0: what <laughs> the it's the, taylor swift's character is the only character that has boobs it doesn't make and
1: sense she is she is supposed to be like the sexy cat yeah and that's how they decided to make that known i guess <sighs> yeah
0: anyway i was i was gonna i was gonna say that i've seen a lot of like gif sets and like comparisons recently of harley quinn in suicide squad versus harley quinn in birds of prey and the way that she is portrayed in those two different movies and how suicide squad is directed by a man and birds of prey is directed by a woman and it's like i i think like there's a marketable difference like you you can tell and like she's she can still be like a sexual character without being sexual for the male gaze um and i think that that's that's important too because like as as an ace Writer, I can still write characters that are sexual. It's not like I can't, but it's 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 all about the way that they're uh, portrayed, and
2: I guess why they're portrayed the way they are. There's um, this spoken word poetry piece, um, which is called. Oh, I can't remember. I think it's called "Fantastic Breasts" and where to find them. <laughs> <Or>, oh, <no. laughs> Something. It it's basic. It basically starts off as like. Harry Potter fan fiction Mm -hmm. and one of the lines in it is how you know the person likes their porn because it's part of a bigger story and I really like that idea where it's like okay these characters are beyond just their sexual desires because we were talking about three dimensional characters and it's just really really fitting. Also, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that spoken of poetry because it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah. yeah, because all of these things feed into just how we raise our children, not just, you know, teenagers in school talking about it and feeling left out. But, you know, when kids are growing up and you see cishets talk about, you know, five-year-old kids about how they're going to be heartbreakers or they're going to be in trouble and stuff like that. You're essentially putting kids in a sexual or romantic context against their will, and it's why do we do that? We only do that because society believes that's like a necessary function for existence, mm-hmm. and it's just.
0: <sighs> I feel <laughs> in and in the creation of media too. Like if if sex or uh, sexuality that isn't um, a spec, you know, if it fits in the plot if it makes sense in driving the story forward by all means include it like i'm not against it it's just it's not don't include it if it's not necessary like don't force it in just because sex sells you know like if it makes sense in the story by all means include it but don't include it just because you feel like you have to
2: yeah it's it's not necessary Mm -hmm. like You know, furthering the plot, I understand, I get, Mm -hmm. but if you're just writing a relationship to be entirely sexual, you're essentially just showing people toxic relationships. And you do see that in a lot of media where it's like, you know, all they really do is have sex. Something I don't really get is the concept of, like, hate sex or anger sex or breakup sex. Mm. Like, it's anytime something happens, they have to have sex. (laughs) It it just doesn't make sense.
0: Had a good day? Sex. Had a bad day? Sex. Had an angry day? Sex.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of time, they kind of just throw sex into it and people don't communicate. And it's Mm. like, no, please don't do that you need to talk, you need to communicate, and, you know, that lack of communication, again, is how you see relationships being portrayed, like, any kind of relationship, and so it's what you're picking up on, okay, this is what the general public believes is essentially a toxic relationship, and that's really fucking bad.
0: And sometimes the dysfunction is, like, we're supposed to see that it's dysfunctional, but sometimes it's it's just like, oh, yeah, this is the relationship and this is normal. And it's like, mm <laughs> let's hmm, maybe okay not that. be re- recommending this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Kayla, um, do you have any other questions? I don't think so. I think if you, I don't know, if you maybe want to share, like, what the campaign is working on, like, now or what what people can do, I guess, to, like, kind of get involved in the whole, I guess, reclaiming and replacing the media I guess like movement
2: yeah um so we're currently working on a few of the comic redraws like I mentioned Saffron's currently doing Poison Ivy and it's a beautiful work in progress we have um this collection of writing that's going to come out which is called Conversations with Asexuality and it's going to talk about coming out, discovering this community, it's going to talk about sex, masturbation, any specific topic that people might want to hear about. We also have music that we're doing rewrites of um, that we're going to produce. We are a bit behind schedule um, because I've been horrifically sick, so I haven't been able to, you know, (laughs) be as active and keep everything (laughs) in control. But we are working on that. It might be a bit later than what we'd intended, but I am really excited for it because so much music out there is about sex. Like, I can't count the number of times I've listened to a song and then realized afterwards that it's about sex and been cake like. Cake by the ocean is the biggest letdown.
0: I want it to be about cake, it's not about cake. <laughs>
2: One of my friends told me about watermelon sugar being about oral sex. And I was like, it's not about watermelon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I watched the music video and I was like, this seems very sexual.
2: <laughs> and I, I, I didn't see the <laughs> music video. I just really like watermelons. I was like singing along to it. And one of my friends mentioned I was weird. And I was like, oh, dear God. That no. sounds a oh,
0: no. I'll just... I will just believe in my head that it's about watermelon, and that's fine. <laughs> Harry would understand. <laughs> he would understand. <laughs> he would.
2: But, yeah, as for getting involved with the campaign, it's we're open to any kind of content that people might want to share or ask us to produce. It's like, when I started it, the end goal is to kind of be like this safe haven of a spec content that you can kind of just go into like one of the things um one of our teams is working on is creating this comprehensive booklet about a spec identities and experiences and it's gosh so many resources that we're (laughs) looking into and then compiling and it's exhausting but i think it's worth it and it's really good and one of the things we're looking to do is also do collaborations with different, you know, a people or promote their work based on whatever they're doing if they, you know, want us to do that. There's this really cool video we recently found and we've reached out to the creator. It's super sweet. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but, yeah, we have a bunch of things in the works. I've just... And not been on top of things, because I've been really ill. You know? But fingers crossed. We are excited and working on it.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, that's all super exciting. And glad glad you're doing better, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Kayla, what is our poll for this week?
1: Like a, Like an open-ended poll about people's... Like favorite or most impactful, like a spec representation or head cannon in the media, something like that.
0: Yeah, I'd yeah, that like to be cute. Yeah, I'd like to know. Fantastic. All right. Um, I will go ahead and do my beef and juice first, because Kayla's busy writing that down. Um, my beef is that I woke up this morning and the water in my apartment didn't work. Uh, <laughs> my <laughs> juice is uh replace the media. My juice is replace the media because <laughs> it sounds like they're doing some awesome stuff and that's very exciting. Kayla, what is your beef in your juice?
1: My beef? Is that there's like this virus on my is this what I talked about last time? I don't know. It's still my beef either way. Uh there's this virus on my computer that's like ruining my computer and especially, like, Google Chrome, and I downloaded antivirus, and the virus is so bad that it has to, like, keep re-deleting it, like, every five minutes. It's just, like, really slowing stuff down, and I'm getting tired of it. Um, My juice is that I started re-watching Sailor Moon last night, because I used to watch it all the time as a kid, and I loved it, so I was like, I'm just gonna watch it. And it's just very wholesome, and is it weird that she's 14 and she looks that sexual? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's a whole thing. But it's very good.
2: (laughs) See, when you started talking about the virus, I genuinely thought you were talking about the pandemic until you mentioned your computer. I mean, it
1: might be the the pandemic in my computer at this point. (laughs) Like, I have no idea. Who
0: knows? Excellent. All right, Zane, what is your beef and your juice this week?
2: Oh, um... What is my beef? I'm trying to think of something that's not serious and sad. It
0: can (laughs) be serious and sad. I say serious and sad stuff all the time. Don't worry about it. That's true.
2: (laughs) My beef is just toxic and abusive parents, really. It was really bad last night. That's a Uh, bit Yeah. But my juice is I started painting my room, which is fun. I'm making a really intricate mural which just mm. incorporates a lot of my favorite things and my little brother is helping me paint it and was fun. yeah we worked on it for three hours and it was sweet and adorable and it made me very very happy so excellent
1: it's so pure
0: <laughs> excellent <laughs> all right you can find our poll tell us about your beef your juice uh on our social media we're at Pod everywhere we also have a patreon if you'd like to support us there you can help support us in our attempts to get all of our episodes transcribed for accessibility baby oh we can be found patreon.com slash soundsfakepod our five dollar patrons are jennifer Smart, ritha vinacota austin lay perry fiero d quinn pollock emily collins book marvel changing i'm max derrick and carissa simona simon jamie jack jess cachet Rhea faustino daniel walker livy madeline Askew, lily james corinne Alice is in space Not Lily James, Lily, James, Corinne, Alice is in Space, Guy Simpson, Brooke Segal, Ashley W., Savannah Cozart, Ashlyn Bodecker, Harry Haston Dugan, Soup. Amanda Kiker, Vishock, Jacob Weber, Rory, and we have a new $5 patron. I believe it's Amberly a star. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, please yell at me. Thank you so much for your contributions, friend. Our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa at dirty uncle Kevin at Tessa underscore M underscore K. Arkness, who'd like to promote the Trevor Project, Benjamin Navarro who'd like to promote Tabletop Games, Anonymous, who'd like to promote Halloween. Sarah McCoy would like to promote podcasts from Planet Weird. My Aunt Jeannie who'd like to promote Christopher's Haven. Cassandra, who'd like to promote their modeling Instagram at little red Doug. Rice, who would like to promote Native by Caitlin Curtis, Maggie Kapalboy, who would like to promote New dog's Instagram, H. Valdez, Purple Chickadee, who would like to promote Initiative O, Barefoot Backpacker, who would like to promote The Biggest Book of Yes. Our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com, my mom Julie, who would like to promote Free Mom Hugs, Sarah Jones, who is at Eternal Lolly Everywhere, D.H. Pell, who would like to promote The Underrealm Series by Garrett Robinson, Andy A., who would like to promote Being in Unions in the IWW, Martin Giselle, who would like to promote Mental Health, and Dragonfly, who would like to promote... The fact that we have such a long patrons list. Thank you guys for all your support. And that's not even including the $2 patrons. Whew, it's a lot to read, but we appreciate all of you. Um, Zane, where can we find you on the interwebs?
2: Yeah, so you can find our page on Facebook. We also have a group chat that you can join, which is really cute. It's just ace memes and everyone's super lovely. And there's lots of stickers. Um. We also have an Instagram account, a Twitter account. We're also on Tumblr, but we don't really interact because no one really uses Tumblr. People kind of just reblog and leave it at that. We're most active on Twitter and um, Instagram, so that's pretty cool. And yeah, it's the handles are mostly just ace the media, or replace the media, because usernames are weird yeah but yeah everyone (laughs) on the team is super lovely and just really excitable so even if you just want to drop by and have a chat with someone or share some cute memes please do it would make us really really happy sounds
1: yeah i'll put some of the like usernames and links and stuff in the description of the episode so everyone
2: can go find them there too yeah yeah that would be lovely thank you Everyone
0: hit up Replace the Media. Well, thank you so much for joining us for that lovely conversation. And uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more Rest in Your Ears. Until then, take good care of your cows.